Cheryl, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Appreciate you for doing this. Um, maybe um, just give your background and origin story. I know that everyone knows you, but um, maybe you can just uh, just start from the beginning for like the one person they might not know. Oh, sure. Hamilton, I really wish that were true, that <laughs> everybody knew. But I guess I could just start by saying that I'm a mom. I'll just start off with being a mom like of three boys. I've got a 17-year-old, a 14-year-old, and an 11-year-old. And I have created a life and a business that helps me be there for them and do things for clients that I absolutely love. Uh, My background is in television news. I started in TV news what feels like a million years ago. And... Back then, the, we were talking earlier, the cameras were like 50 pounds, the tripods were like 50 pounds. <laughs> so a lot of times I just did without the tripod, <laughs> and that means shaky video. But, and, and so I, I've worked in TV stations in Georgia and in, in Virginia. I worked at Wavy TV 10, and I currently host Connect Segments on WBEC, and I also hosted HR Business Weekly. As a business owner, What I do is, and it took me a little while to figure this out, because I've been in business for a little over five years now. Five years. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. But it took me a little while to figure this out. But my sweet spot is really helping a business owner. And I've worked mostly with business owners, although I do also work with corporate executives, to really help them tell their stories more effectively on camera. And so I didn't realize that was a thing until I started working with more people who really wanted that as a service. They wanted a little bit more than, hey, turn on the camera and hit record. Because you you hear a lot of that from people. Oh, you know, you've got a smartphone. You can record video at any point in time. And they wanted just a little bit more support in terms of training and working on their messaging than let me speak when the camera is rolling. And so planning. I help them, yeah, a little bit of planning strategy, but really helping develop their story on camera. And so that's what I do now is I work with corporate executives and business owners to help them essentially create their on-camera presence. Love that. What was your first uh, impression with sort of media and television? <laughs> like, can you remember like when you first were maybe exposed to it and like the idea of it that you know, you could be the person mm. that is up there, you know, on camera, or you would be the person that could help a client get on camera and tell their story. Well, maybe let's go back to the idea of being on TV, which I never, I never thought about that as a career. I just thought I would have a job somewhere. And I went to the University of Virginia. That was my college. And I was an English major, so I figured I'd get a job somewhere had no yeah well I don't know about that (laughs) but I was gonna get a job somewhere and one of my mentors there and so I mean really it speaks to the power of mentorship doesn't it she I was working at a radio station on camp off campus but tied to UVA still somehow it's a long story but uh, she came up to me one day and she said Cheryl, and I worked in the news department of this radio station. She said, I really think that you should try television. And I was like, I have no idea what you mean. (laughs) What are you talking about? She's like, yeah, why don't you work on becoming a TV news reporter? And I said, 
still drawing a blank. I have no idea what you're saying. Yep. And so it was just that one idea that she planted in my head and I couldn't let go. Like then I did everything I could to make that happen. And I see that happen a lot with entrepreneurs is they really just, they need that, they need that idea. Once they get that idea, there's really no stopping them. So, I mean, I had no skills. I didn't know how to shoot, write, or edit for TV, but I was in college, so I did what a lot of college kids do. I worked for free in a bunch of places to get the experience, and then I worked for very little money, kind of behind the scenes, and then got my first job on air in Georgia. What were some of the things you learned while working for free that maybe you applied to that first like paid role? Well, it's the idea of value. Like we, I think when you get older, you're like, oh, I need a paycheck. I need to make some money and I need to make it fast. And I deliver this, so you need to pay me. And when you work for free, I mean, you're not getting paid. So you need to soak up everything you can. And especially if you're not getting paid and you are hoping for a job, you need to offer as much value as you can so they see you as someone who can be paid one day. It's actually a really great relationship because there's no expectation. They don't think you're gonna be any good and you don't think they're gonna offer you a job, so you really step it up. Yep. Like you really step it up. And I, I, and I wish and I wish that we all did that all the time. And I, you know, I speak for myself too, but I, I really wish we did that all the time. And so in working with clients, that is, is what I found. Like when you go from a job to a business, there's no guarantees a, that you know anything about what you're doing, <laughs> and B, that, that what you say you're worth is what they're willing to pay. How do you know? You don't really know. So It's good. It's good. Like you work that. harder. Yep. And I love that. I like that. Yeah. So once you get into corporate, you, you have the job. Like, yeah. What are you, um, you know, what, what are you spending your time doing? Like how much time is on air versus, yeah. I don't know, coming up with a with the new stories the, the stories right. and that strategy side of it what's the it's balance it's funny um, so people now and I'm going to answer that I promise but people now ask me they're like oh I don't think I'm ready to go in front of the camera whether it's for a new segment or whether it's for a YouTube channel or whatever they just don't feel ready yeah and they just they want a little hand holding they want uh, to be given permission they want some time to sort of think about that well, when you're getting paid to be a reporter, <laughs> that goes out the window. <laughs> like, yep. you can throw up afterward, but they're right paying now, you. You need to be on the air. <laughs> you need to be on the air. Okay, that makes and you sense. need to not get me sued. And you need to tell me a good story. Yep. And you need to be coherent. So, uh, for the right type of person and the right type of personality, it's great to be thrown into the fire. And I don't know if I could do that again. <laughs> It's hard. <laughs> but, I mean, it was, it was like the best of times. We were all, in this t particular station I worked at, we were all coming in at the same time, and we were all pretty young. We all didn't know what we were doing. We would say a couple times, we're like, boy, I don't, I feel like we're not qualified for what we're doing. <laughs> but, we, but we had great managers, and we had a great support system. And so what I would probably say is, if you're a reporter on TV, I mean, you're gonna go on air. And you're gonna go on air probably from day one or day two. And that being said, if you want something to say, like if you want to have a story that you're talking about that means something to you and to the audience, then on the side, 
you also need to be cultivating your contacts to create great stories, mm. to come up with story ideas that your bosses will approve of. It's kind of like being a business owner in a sense, right? Sounds You're like, like trying to fulfill orders while getting this client, this client, this client, and that client to sign on for something more. Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's like it's juggling a lot, but in this case, you're on the air right away. <laughs> Love that. You better be. <laughs> <laughs> I like jumping right in. Yeah. So I guess when did you have the idea for your business? Well, as, so I had, just, had such a, an amazing time working on the morning show at Wavy. And it was, it was just really the best opportunity. And the hours for some are a little jarring. You know, a lot of people work crazy hours. This one was great when the kids were young. It was really great. I would get up at two and then I'd be done by you know, one o'clock or so in the afternoon um, just to get to work and like make up and get ready and read scripts and things like that. So the good thing is I was working a lot of times when my kids were asleep. It also meant that on the back end, I, as the kids got older, I'd be so tired. I couldn't do like kid stuff with them, like sports and like homework and stuff like that. So I just sort of realized a couple of things that I wanted to enjoy their teen years together with them, us doing stuff like that. And then I just really had a heart for helping business owners who I started to interview for one of the roles I had at the station. Cause they would ask me questions and I'd be like, I can help you with that. And so that's where my other brain was kind of like, well, maybe I can help them. Yep. And that's sort of where it started. And, and it was kind of both of those things together, kind of working toward the same goal. So how did you get your first client? Uh, my first client was, and I have to preface this by saying it was like not anybody who did any advertising with the station. It was not anything <laughs> tied to fine. that. And I wasn't doing anything tied to the station either. But it was... Um, it was like a service provider, like someone I was going to, to get some stuff for me. And she was like, yeah, I need help with my newsletter. And I was like, I, I could help you. Yeah. <laughs> I could help you write some stuff. I could help you figure out how to reach more people. And, and so that was it. Like it was while I was working and it was on the side and on the weekends. And I was like, well, that was, that was kind of cool. And so then that's kind of when I started really thinking about doing something on my own because I thought I could create my own opportunities. And since then, that's what I've really thought of is creating your own opportunities that helps both sides. So today, what are your services that you offer? Maybe talk about the company, how it's yeah. kind of grown from that first. Ooh, it's changed, right? I mean, would, your business has changed, right? Since the very beginning. Yeah, yeah we definitely have changed. It's, change is good. Change is good. And... You know, I think in the beginning, I didn't really, I didn't understand that. And I, so I know that even what I tell you today, it may be different next year. Although I think I'm pretty dialed in now at this point. So in the beginning, I used to do PR work, like helping companies get more media exposure. And then live streaming happened, like Facebook Live, uh, Blab, if you remember them. I remember Blab, yep. Um, Periscope, like all of that stuff happened. And then I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> other people, anybody, ha anybody has the opportunity to create their own platform. And I was like, wait a minute, maybe I should move into this space 
and help people become their own media creators. So I kind of moved away from that and do, I do a lot of consulting with companies mostly to help them create their video presence, like their on-camera presence with uh, some of the people they want to develop. So they're leaders. I do media training as well. And then I have a video boot camp where I help anybody, corporate executives, business owners, and I help them in a very intense four weeks, give them a path and a plan to use video for their business and kind of give them a starter set of videos and ideas that they can start with and then grow from there. And this is a question that's, you know, it's kind of an interesting idea, I guess, but why, why is it important for a corporate executive or an entrepreneur to develop their, um, their on-video presence? Mm -hmm. um, is that something that every entrepreneur or every corporate executive should have in the toolkit? Or is it, with your experience, do you think that there is a certain um, type of individual that maybe is more well-suited for that type of service? Maybe like, how do you think about um, your, the clients that you take on mm -hmm. and like that maybe approach you? Sure. Well, I think it first starts with a personal brand. So even if you have a company that is named XYZ Company and you're the CEO of XYZ Company and your name is uh, John Smith, you are still John Smith, even if you sell off XYZ Company. And so I think today having a personal brand is really, really important. And video is a great way to develop that. So to answer, to answer your question, who should be on camera? It's not that I think that everybody should be on camera, but I think that it's important that if you are a leader of your own company or you're like the leader of a team or something, and you're called on to speak on behalf of your company, that you should be able to say yes and not hesitate because for whatever reason, you don't feel comfortable. So I think it's a skill that, that is important to develop, especially as everything is on video. Like I watch my kids, I don't watch TV, they're on YouTube all day long and that's all videos. It's just all video all the time. And that's how we connect with each other before we actually meet each other. Like, if you think about it, I yeah. met you in person. We, we met at a, at a speaking engagement yep. a couple of years ago. But really, before then, yep. I saw you on TV. Yeah, <laughs> likewise. Right, you may have seen me on TV. Yep. So we feel like we knew each other. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we did meet each other in person afterward, but, but really, we, we saw each other on video. That makes sense. And that was great. Yep. Like you did such a great job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and your business resonates with me because I heard it back then. So it's not so much that you have to do video every single day. And I'm not talking about you, although you could, Hamilton. I, I'm but, aspiring to. Yeah, you're, you're, I think you are. But it's not so much that you have to do it every day. I think it's that you shouldn't shy away from opportunities that will probably come up on video because you hesitate. That's all. I like that. And so that's what I try and tell my corporate folks and my business owners that it's, you know, you can, you can Gary V it all day long. Like you can there video is. everything you do, but that's not my goal. My goal for you is that if you are approached by the Today Show, for example. You're ready. That you are ready because Own you've it. done it <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. You've done it in your own hometown. You've done it on your own YouTube channel. You've done it... Um, in the bathroom, like whatever. <laughs> live, live stream. Yeah, that you're, that you're just ready for it. Yep. And when you do want to take it to that next level and create your own show, 
you can do that as well. That's a fair point. Yeah. Um, I'm going back to mentorship and sure. these things. Um, what mentors or advisors have you ever had? Is there anyone that you've ever looked up to or had mm-hmm. like just help with your career? I uh, just the one I spoke about in college, and it's funny. I mean, she, I I see her to this day. Like every few years, we just connect. And I tell her all the time how much she has meant to me. And I don't really think she understands. Like she, you know, I could be like living in Northern Virginia, that's where I'm from, so I could just be, I don't know what I'd be doing, but you know, it's just that someone who believes in you and sees something that maybe you don't see, that's really powerful. So yes, I have mentors like that. I have people that I follow online. Um, that I look at in terms of like the online space, um, leaders who talk about communication, of course, uh, authors. I think authors are great. I read, I read a lot of books. So Any good recommendations? Any good media, maybe like executives or I, business so, owners in the media space? Good. Well, I, you know, I read um, marketing and writing books. So like Donald Miller. Have you heard of him? Story brand? No, I haven't. Oh, so good. Story brand, Donald Miller. He has a book uh, talking about the power of story, Hmm. honestly. So, I mean, those those are the books. Those are kind of like, they're for people who really want to work on developing the skills of telling the stories within them. And it's fantastic. It's so good. So how are you, how do you market your business? Mm -hmm. I, I know, you know, video is important. Uh, pictures, audio, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what's like, I guess, impactful like for you when it comes to like attracting an ideal clients and that kind of thing? Good question. And I look at it as a pie. I wish, you know, I wish it could be one thing and it's like, boop, that's it. I w- you know, I wish. But it really is a lot. I do a lot of speaking, right? We, we saw each other at a yeah. speaking engagement. I do a lot of speaking. I have a podcast. I have a YouTube channel. And so people trickle in through all of these different ways. And then they get on my email list. And then that's the way that nurtures them into the next thing. Um, But I'll be honest, a lot of it is just face-to-face. It's not necessarily networking, like not necessarily going to an event to network, but meeting people who say, hey, you really need to meet this person. And I'm just so lucky to have a network that is pretty big and so I get opportunities just from people saying hey you need to talk to her and then they are reminded that I'm there through all the other channels through social media through YouTube through the podcast but if you know if by some chance they don't like do one of those like if they don't listen to podcasts or they don't watch YouTube then that one referral from a human being is really powerful where do you think uh, today is a good place to put video? Like, I think if you take a video and you you record it, that's probably half the battle. And yes. then the next half is like Such getting a people good to watch the, yeah. the video. Um, I think I see YouTube is still a decent place to put videos. Mm-hmm. I see Instagram. Yeah. Um, TikTok's emerging. Yeah. What type of places for video are ideal? And maybe just another question on top of that is like yeah. live. Sure. Like, What's, what are some, maybe some advice on uh, going live and just, you know, sure. pulling the camera out and just doing stuff? Absolutely. So to answer your first question related to content and 
video and what kinds of videos you make. I, I really think that this new way of looking at content is shaped by Netflix. And so to me, if you're a business owner, and I work with a lot of thought leaders, I work with a lot of business owners who are aspiring authors, who have a point of view they want to share. So not only are they, I mean, it's pretty specific. I mean, not only are they business owners or corporate executives, but they are thought leaders and have a mission of some sort that they're trying to share. So they've got a book on the horizon, something like that. A point of view is probably the best way I can describe it. So if that is you and you have an, an, like an aspiration to use video is I would, I would like Netflix that. And so how, what that looks like is short, sweet pieces of content that people can binge watch that gives them an understanding of your thoughts and solutions to those problems that you bring up in those videos. So something very targeted. Um, trying to think of an example, but I mean, for example, if you wanted to be a thought leader, and I think you are. Oh, thank you. <laughs> in the space that you are, absolutely. When you're talking about recyclable materials, and I know you have a product to share. So a product, product videos are different. Those are a very different type of um, video quality, that kind of thing. You might want something more produced if you're going to highlight this bag, for example, or that purse or this. So this is separate. But if you are highlighting you for your thought leadership, maybe you have a point of view, a very distinct point of view about recyclables or how much waste we have in America or whatever, then you could create a video on that one point. Talk about the problem of waste in America, your solution, which actually is very concrete as you have a whole store here in MacArthur yes. that is full of your solutions. And then the result, you know, what is the result your particular solution has had on this growing problem, right? So that's one video. And then you could do another video with your point of view about a certain type of aspect related to recyclables or energy or, or something like that or waste. I like that. Right? And so somebody who comes, a, uh, comes upon your YouTube channel, you could do it on Instagram, you could do it on Facebook, whatever. But, but I like YouTube because it does, is, it is conducive to, you watch this one video and it'll, if you set it up right, you can show them the next one and then the next one. And then you have like six, seven or eight videos with your one main idea per video. And people can watch it at their leisure. So to me, that is a very, it's like, um, it like stands the test of time. That's, that's why I like that model. And I think anybody can do that. I'll link to you in our series when I uh, record oh, yes. those videos. <laughs> and yes, so, and that's what you already have. You're creating that for your podcast. Yep. So your next set of videos for your YouTube playlist will be your ideas on sustainability maybe. Yeah. Or on eco-friendliness. or. Marketing. Marketing. Advertising. Whatever it recycling. is you want. Recycling. Whatever it Bags, is that ties travel. into what you do. You got a lot of ideas Startup. already. Have you already done it? <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Not all of it. I think the first thing um, is like getting the podcast because that's something that for some reason it feels controllable to me. It's more mm -hmm. comfortable. I can, mm -hmm. I can have a conversation and it's consistent and I kind of mm -hmm. control the messaging. Um, and I think we made almost 
you know, not to go too far off, but we made over 10,000 pictures last year wow. um, of just unique content of bags and wow. styling bags and carrying bags and just all the different ways that you can think about a bag. Um, so this year is kind of like the year of like keep audio. doing the pictures, but then also video and audio and kind of supplementing, Good for you. you know, that. So anyway. Um, That's great. What are kind of some of the... Um, things that you maybe learned last year like any like themes like I think going back to it we finally learned audio is really a good uh, channel for us even though we're a bag company um, it gives us so much more depth um, than we can on you know kind of like a social media post or something mm -hmm. um, you know we also learned a lot about content creation um, what is where are some like takeaways from 2019 mm -hmm. I learned something that is it ties into what you just said I think the reason audio is so powerful is for the listener it gives them the chance to really learn what people really think and how they talk to each other and you know I think video can do that as well I think more people are are nervous on video which is what I try and cut down on um, you you can't I've, I've always said that you really can't fake who you are on video. And the same goes true with being on audio. And so I feel like how this ties in is we are craving connection. And I think that we're really craving it one-on-one. -on -one. Mm. And so I think for a lot of people, the podcast feels a lot more one-on-one. -on -one. Like, you know, if you're listening to the show right now, you're not with us in... Hamilton's shop at MacArthur but really it is just at this, yeah at this moment it's just the two of us and I think they feel like they're in on this conversation and I think that's what the draw is I think is I think people really are craving that connection we've done such a good job at automating everything we're so good at it we don't have to leave the house technology yeah we don't have to leave the house to get groceries I don't need to leave the house if I want to buy one pen <laughs> I could just have it delivered to my door and yet we still need that connection and I think this is this show audio show is sort of that step toward that and then so the next thing the other thing I learned is that that one-to-one -one conversation like I have to get out of my house and like I was really happy when you said <laughs> actually you have to come to my store yes. for the show because it's a it's a great opportunity to see your Get store and, and we're going to have a stronger on. connection because of that. So what I learned is audio is number one, just like you learned. Number two, I learned is that I have to get out of my house. Like we all have to get out of our house and meet people one-on-one, -on -one, even if it might seem like it takes a lot of time. And you've written a book before? Or? No, I'm working on one. Working on one. I'm okay, working on Who it. isn't working on one? Yes, I'm working on one. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but that's, that's good. Could so, be 2022. <laughs> maybe. So what's, the, what's that process been like? Um, you know, and yeah. how far along are you kind of in the process? I, ha I just have a table of contents. And really, it's going to be related to how to help people feel more comfortable on camera. So it's all the same topic. How to help them be more effective, be related to confidence on camera. Love it. Yeah. Um, what about this year? What are you excited about? Any, uh, Let me see. You know, anything to look forward to? It's been a very busy year so far. It's what, mid-January? Yes. I mean, it really, it's, I'm very excited just for the energy that I feel. And 
this is going to sound counterintuitive, but I promise you it's, it probably is. <laughs> I'll be honest is even though I think video is so great. I'm not, I mean, I don't do video every single day. I don't create a video every day. There's enough video of me out there, good or bad. There's enough of it out there. But what I really am excited about is working with more and more people who are not afraid of it. And that's that the confidence is contagious. Mm -hmm. like I think just confidence is contagious and that's really cool to see. And that excites me very much. Love it. Well, where can the listeners follow you and connect with you if they want to uh, work with you or they want to connect and kind of get to know you better? Where do you send them? Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for the opportunity. I'd love for you to connect with me. I am on all the social channels, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. I'm on Twitter too. Um, and I have um, a masterclass that I share with people. If you go to my website, CherylTanMedia.com forward slash masterclass. It's a masterclass where I talk about the four levels of video mastery and really some concrete things you can do if you're interested in using video to attract more clients to you or your business. Strong, I like that. Thank <laughs> you so much for doing this. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. it. Did it work? It did.